Welcome to the Brothers in Faith podcast on St. Joseph Radio. Join Father Vincent Churichella and Deacon Michael Churichella as they talk about faith, family, and sometimes food. Welcome, everybody, to the Brothers in Faith podcast. I am Father Vincent Churichella, and this is... Deacon Michael Churichella. And we are the Brothers in Faith. So let us begin with a prayer as we enter into Holy Week. Holy Week is beginning this evening with Palm Sunday. So let us pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, as we begin this journey of Holy Week, help us to remove all the distractions in our lives so that we can enter fully into the life, death, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, as we ask all these things through Christ our Lord. Amen. Okay, I can't believe it. Lent is coming to a close. The Lenten season, it's uh, it, for me, I don't know how it was for you, but for me, it seemed to go very quickly, uh, you know, these uh, 40 days. How about you? I mean, did it go fast for you? I feel like uh, you just distributed the ashes, and here we are a week away from uh, from uh, Good Friday, or less than a week away from Good Friday, and it just, it just flew by. It flew by this year. Yeah, it, go, it goes quickly, and... Um, you know, but it was uh, such a, a grace-filled Lent uh, for me as a, this is my second uh, Lenten season here at St. Joseph's Church, and it was just a very grace-filled, uh, grace-filled season. You know, the, those three um, anchors or those three pillars for Lent, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, or the third one, you could also call it charity, are really the pillars of Lent. And uh, we all try to grow in those three things, in the prayer, the fasting. I know that you've fasted for Lent. You've been fasting actually every day for uh, almost 40 days. And then the almsgiving, which is the, the charity. And so what I'd like to open it up today for our listeners is charity, is charity. So our prayer has to lead to charity. If we're praying and it's not making us more charitable, then we have to go back and look at our prayer life and say, well, what am I actually receiving from the Lord in my prayer life? Am I receiving from the Lord? Can I pray and then go and be uncharitable to someone? I, I think the answer is yes. I mean, people do it, right? So we sometimes we go to Mass and we leave Mass and uh, we lose our temper with somebody or we, uh, you know, we leave Mass and we start gossiping about people or whatever, whatever the, the examples are. And also with fasting, like fasting is a very good thing, right? We believe in the beauty of fasting, the spiritual... Uh, growth of uh, fasting, but fasting also has to lead to charity, to charity. Any thoughts about that? About that? Yeah, you know, fasting on Wednesdays and Fridays, 
And uh, last year I couldn't fast because I was diagnosed with uh, high cancer. And uh, I skipped my fast for the, the Lenten season. So this year I, I picked it up again. And what fasting really does, it makes you appreciate uh, when I'm going to have that meal uh, when the sun goes down in the evening. So I fast every day except Sunday, the day of the resurrection, the Lord's day. And it's really given me an opportunity to have clarity in my life and appreciate um, not having that food, you know. At about midday, about 3 p.m., I have uh, some bread with some olive oil and some water. And uh, when I get home in the evening, I have my meal when the sun goes down. So it's really just... Uh, it, it really helps me focus on my spirituality and then focus on um, being able to connect with people who don't know where their next meal is coming from, who don't have any food. You know, um, you talk about charity and almsgiving. You know, I, uh, I volunteer at the St. Francis Parish in, uh, in Manhattan, and they have the longest-running uh, breadline in the country. They have the breadline operates seven days a week, 365 days a year uh, for the last 130 years, which is just really amazing. And you know what's amazing about that? When I started, when I retired from my previous job and started this new job in the city, I worked in Manhattan for 30 years, and I never ever noticed this bread line, because it starts at 7 a.m. in the morning. The homeless line up at about 4.35 o'clock in the morning. And uh, anywhere between 250 and 350 people line up for that food. And one day when I started this new job, I got off the train, and instead of going right, I went left. And I saw this line wrapped around the corner on uh, 31st Street in Manhattan in Midtown, uh, all the way around to where Madison Square Garden is, which is around the corner from the church. And I said, let me follow this line. And I couldn't believe how many people were on this line. And I've been doing that now, feeding the homeless at St. Francis for about seven years. And I got to tell you, uh, brother, it's such a rewarding, rewarding uh, ministry. And, and this ministering to those homeless people. It's not about putting a sandwich in a bag. It's not about giving them an orange juice. It's about connecting with them on a human level. You know, these people, these people are down on their luck or they have some mental issues or whatever's going on in their life. And just to say good morning to them and just to say, how are you doing today? And I find that many of them bless me. How are you doing, Deacon? It's nice to see you. God bless you. Last week, I was feeding, I was feeding them uh, with this one lady. She gave me a thank you card that she filled out herself. And that was such a beautiful, beautiful gift to give me a thank you card. She says, you know what? I appreciate what you do every day. And thank you. This person who is homeless, who has nothing, has more is more charitable than a lot of people that, that live in a mansion and have all this immense wealth. That thank you card meant more to me in a charitable level than anything else that I received that whole week. 
And it's just such a beautiful, beautiful thing to when you when you're charitable and you're you're practicing almsgiving, it's a, it returns back to you if you're open to it. And um, I tell them you you're ministering to me. Uh, I'm not ministering to you. So we recognize them on a human level. And a lot of times, brother, they're the invisible people. Nobody sees them. You walk by them when you're going on your way to work, or in, and especially in Manhattan. But in the morning, when you're feeding them, and you're interacting with them for that from seven to seven thirty-five. The line is over in thirty-five minutes, and everything is packed away and put away. There, you're on a human level with them, and how beautiful it is! I, I just really hope and pray that we all, all you, all, all our listeners out there, give yourself the opportunity to go out of your comfort zone with a week left to go now at Lent, and. Do something charitable. Encounter Christ. Uh, it's just a beautiful, beautiful ministry. And I know your youth group uh, went down there last week and uh, and fed the homeless, and they had a, such a, a fabulous, fabulous experience. Yeah, we had an opportunity to send our youth group down there. And uh, the children did have a good experience uh, feeding the the homeless and helping them to uh, maybe see the face of Christ in our children also. Uh, how would somebody uh, volunteer there? Where is it located? And what's a contact person that they can talk to? If you want to volunteer at St. Francis Church, it's located in Midtown Manhattan at 135 West 34, 31st Street, between uh, 6th and 7th Avenue. And the contact, there's two contact people you can get in contact with, uh, Patrick uh, and, and Adam are the two people, uh, two lay people that run that line. And uh, if anybody is interested in volunteering down there, or you want to go down as a family, I've seen families come together, like a family goes down there and they'll come for the day and and, and and you know, volunteer on the line. Just reach out to St. Francis Church in Midtown Manhattan, and uh, you can Google them, look them up, and uh, you can call and say you want to get involved in the the uh, the food pantry or the uh, the bread line. And uh, not only if you're in another part of the country or another part of the world, you listen to Father Vincent and I. Do look for it. Look for that opportunity to encounter Christ. In your own parish, you know, it's about going out of your comfort zone. And that's hard to do. With a week to go with length, it's not too late to get one of your children or your mom, or your dad, or a co-worker and say, you know what? I, I know there's a food pantry by us. I know there's a bread line in our local town or municipality. Let's go down there. Let's ask them how we could volunteer. And you'll be amazed how receptive they are. Uh, to you volunteer. They really just need people all the time. And now we have this migrant crisis, uh, brother, and they're inundated with so many migrants, so many migrants, especially in New York City. And it's just really, it, it, it's beautiful to see, but it's heartbreaking to see also. So it gives you a chance and opportunity to, to be appreciative of what you have and to be appreciative of what people don't have. And that's really what our faith is all about. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's great. The uh, the St. Francis bread line, and we've uh, the uh, Office of Youth Ministry has opened it up to the uh, various youth groups that want to go down and ex have that same experience that you have daily on a daily basis when you go there. Yeah, so we we're just uh, talking about charity today and and uh, how how are we practicing charity in our lives. We're trying to um, promote uh, not only prayer and fasting, which is so important during Lent, but we're also promoting the fruit of prayer and fasting, which is charity, which is love. And you know, so many times charity begins at home, right? Uh, Mother Teresa, I think said, and I don't know if it's the exact quote, if you want to help someone begin with the people in your own home first. And so sometimes we have great opportunities to practice charity in our own families. In our, um, in our family, you know, we have uh, challenges in our own family, people that um, challenge us. We have a mother that's elderly now. She's She's going to be 82 years old. And so that's an opportunity for me and uh, Deacon Michael to uh, kind of give back to her and uh, treat her with charity. And so the fruit of our prayer, the fruit of our fasting, the fruit of our sacrifices would be, uh, you know, to be there for our mom. And maybe, maybe you have the same situation in your family. Maybe you have an elderly mom or an elderly dad and, and you're stressed out and struggling. And, uh, you know, maybe if you see it as an opportunity for charity, it might be uh, something really powerful, you know. Um, so that's one example. An example could be with our children, the way we treat our children. So, uh, and I say, I would say our children, I don't have any children, but if you're married and, um, you know, you have children, an opportunity may be to practice charity with your children. So maybe you have a teenager, a difficult teenager. Boy, and let's let's be honest, that's a tremendous opportunity to practice charity because teenagers can really challenge us and stretch us and uh, really get on our last nerves. And, and so that might be an opportunity. Maybe you have a child that's... Uh, you know, has some kind of disability. That's another opportunity for charity. Uh, maybe you want to practice charity with your spouse and, uh, you know, try to make them, make their day a little better. So beginning at home, what you say is, uh, would you say that would be a great, great opportunity for people to practice charity in their own home? And uh, and how did we we see, we always... Me and Deacon Michael always go back to our own home when we grew up. Uh, when you were growing up, did you see charity practiced in the home? And if it wasn't practiced in the home, uh, you know, it could be difficult for people to understand why I need to be charitable. Being charitable is more than being nice to somebody. Yeah, being charitable is, is about uh, actually doing what you're, what you're not comfortable doing you know, if somebody's not talking to you or somebody, something's going on in your household 
and you're the you're the person that's the bigger person to forgive and to make that first move to start up a dialogue again, you know. How many families around this time of the year, Holy Week is upon us, and how many families are uh, alienated from each other, and you have people that uh, that are not speaking, you know. Uh, a mom is not speaking to her daughter. A, a son is not speaking to his father. And, uh, you know, they just uh, refuse to bend. And... Um, you know, it, uh, I always go back to the letter of James, one of my favorite letters, when he said, what good is faith without works? So like uh, you touched on, uh, brother, that, uh, you know, works start in the home, you know, and our mom and dad were very charitable to us. Uh, uh, you know, we we weren't uh, we weren't Ozzy and Harriet and we weren't the, the best of kids. You know, we were adolescents and we were... Uh, uh, young, even to our young adulthood, you know, we challenged them. And uh, I remember my father being charitable so many times and my mother being charitable when not, well, not telling my dad when he came home from work, something that uh, Father Vincent and I did throughout the day uh, that uh, we could have gotten a lot of trouble for. So she was practicing charity and then my dad would practice charity uh with us, especially when we got into our teen years, he really understood um, to let us to let his boys kind of be boys, and to try to you know rein us in a little bit, but let us just experiment and, and do things as long as it wasn't anything over the top. He was very patient with us, and uh, thank God we got to see that. And uh, I tried to utilize that as I was raising my children. And I know, Father, as 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 uh, you're dealing with the your parish family in, in the different roles of of pastoral leadership in the, in the parish that you've you've le you've led, that the, you've got to see the opportunity how mom and dad were charitable, and you were charitable with the, your parishioners and your different societies and your different groups. So really, it starts in the home, and if you don't see it and experience it, it's kind of like faith. And it's kind of like your faith life. If you don't see it and experience it in your home, in the domestic church, then you're not going to be able to really uh, be an example of what Jesus really taught us, to be merciful, to be charitable, and to love each other. And that's what it's all about at the end of the day. Um, that's what we were taught, and that's how we were brought up. And the problem today, one of the issues today is, is a lot of the parents um, are not practicing charity and they're only practicing charity really within the family unit. And they're not going out and about about and uh, going out of their comfort zone. And um, it's easy, like Jesus says, uh, it's easy to love the, the ones that love you. But how about trying to love somebody that doesn't love you? that doesn't know you, a stranger that you encountered. That's what it's all about, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think every day, uh, you know, especially if you're a parent, I mean, you have so many opportunities to practice charity with your children. And, uh, you know, so it definitely begins in the home. And as you said, uh, People can sometimes be difficult 
people can get on our nerves, people can say things that are irrational sometimes, and uh, that's when the rubber hits the road, right? That's when we're really, you, you know, saying, you know, here's, here's an opportunity now to, um, to really live out charity. And uh, Mother Teresa, I want to share this with our listeners, she had a beautiful poem. And um, she said, the poem is called Anyway. People are often unreasonable, illogical, and self-centered. Forgive them anyway. If you are kind, people may accuse you of selfish, ulterior motives. Be kind anyway. If you are successful, you will win some false friends and some true enemies. Succeed anyway. If you are honest and frank, people may cheat you. Be honest and frank anyway. What you spend years building, someone could destroy overnight. Build anyway. If you find serenity and happiness, they may be jealous. Be happy anyway. The good you do today, people will often forget tomorrow. Do good anyway. Give the world the best you have, and it may never be enough. Give the world the best you've got anyway. You see, in the final analysis, it is between you and God. It was never between you and them anyway. That's Mother Teresa. Beautiful, beautiful. A beautiful quote from her. Uh, be good, be kind, forgive, build, be happy, and do it all for God. Right? And so... Yeah, I remember a story. Mother Teresa is one of my heroes. So I remember Mother Teresa had, the sisters took over this, uh, I believe it was in Calcutta. They took over this big building. And I think it, it, it was a former Hindu uh, temple or something that was abandoned. And she was, she was taking the people that were dying on the streets she was taking the people that were dying on the streets and bringing them in so they could have a uh, uh, death with dignity, and so they could have a a death that was, uh, you know, really, really someone loving them rather than dying on the streets. And some of the people got so upset, one of them spit in her face, in Mother Teresa's face. Could you imagine? Mm. And she did nothing. She didn't respond. Yeah, she went out on the margins and talk about being charitable. She ministered to people that were dying without any dignity. And the people were so hung up that it was a former Hindu temple. They were so hung up about that, it was irrelevant to them that these people were dying and she was giving them dignity and being charitable. And she is really one of my heroes also, one of the first modern day saints. And uh, she went through periods of her life spiritually, through dry periods of her life. You know, She saw death and suffering on a level that a lot of us will never see or never be able to handle to see something like that. 
And she really went above and beyond. And, um, you know, it's all about dignifying people. And I go back to the bread line at St. Francis. How about just showing those people, like Mother Teresa did, with the dying, some dignity? Just for that, those, that brief encounter you have with them in the morning. And can you talk about, because sometimes they, I mean, you've been, you've been uh, cursed at, you've been made fun of. Cursed at, I've been spit at, I've had, uh, you know, you know, all kinds of things happen to me. Uh, and, you know, it's part of the job. I'm sure Mother Teresa and the little sisters and all the volunteers that, uh, that were helping her out, I'm sure there were a lot of times where, uh, they were, they were not, uh, nobody was, they weren't receptive to what was going on. And you know what? Nobody said it was going to be easy to feed these people and minister to pe these people and give them some dignity. You know, again, our Lord was spit at. He was threatened to be stoned many times. Uh, he was mocked. And his followers were put to death. But you know what? They went on. And that's what we need to do as Catholics, as Christians, to encounter Christ. And you know what? Just a little dignity. And guess what? The dignity that you give to those people, anybody you encounter, it could be a homeless person or somebody who's abrupt and rude to you on the phone or, you know, anywhere. You having dignity and treating them charitable will go a long way to encountering Christ. And you know what? It's all about them encountering Christ in you. And uh, that's what really our faith teaches us. And that's what charity is all about. So as we come up with this Holy Week upon us, we, we journey with our Lord on the road to Calvary. You know, tomorrow's, tonight's Palm Sunday, and tomorrow's Palm Sunday, the, the, all the masses on Sunday. Jesus came in as a hero. They, Hosanna in the highest. Here he is, you know? And he was dead in five days, crucified, hung on a cross as a criminal. I, I know you have a, um, thank you for those thoughts, they were beautiful, but um, I know you have an event that you wanna tell people about that's happening with the Office of Youth Ministry. So you want to talk a little bit briefly about that before we close? If you don't know, I'm the uh, youth minister for my uh, parish, Our Lady of Mount Carmel, and we have upcoming uh, a Diocesan Youth Day uh, on May 6th of this year in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. And all the, the, the youth of the parish will be uh, coming together uh, at uh, 9.30 to 10, 10 a.m. on May 6th at St. Peter and Paul's Parish in Williamsburg. Mm -hmm. And we'll come together and we will have Mass in the morning celebrated by Father James Caroli, uh, my brother, Father Vincent's uh, very dear and best friend. And we, after Mass, we will process in the streets of Brooklyn uh, with the Eucharist. And we'll process to Our Lady of Mount Carmel, which is in Williamsburg also, about uh, half a mile away. And we will uh, 
have a holy hour in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ, and we also will honor blessed Carlo Acutis, who uh, is blessed right now and needs one more miracle to become a saint. And he's really going to be the first millennial saint. So if you would love to join us and be a part of that and bring your family yeah. and bring your young people, please give, come and join us. Give them the address of Mount Carmel. The address of Lady of Mount Carmel is 275 North 8th Street, uh, Brooklyn, New York, and 11211. And the date of the event? The date of the event is May 6th of this year, 2023. At 10 a.m., we'll be meeting at St. Peter and Paul Parish, located on uh, Berry Street and uh, South 4th Street in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. We hope to see you there, and we hope to see some charity that day as we process in the street with our Lord and our youth. Amen. All right, so why don't you close us out with a prayer, Deacon Michael. Sure, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Lord Jesus, we ask you today uh, to give us the strength and the patience to be charitable in all situations and to be dignified in the way we act with each other and always have the ability to encounter Christ with each other and in each other. And we ask as we journey with you, Lord, on the road to Calvary this week to protect and always give us the strength to have the courage to persevere. And we ask this to Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, have a blessed Holy Week, everybody. And we will, you will we'll see you after Easter. God bless you. Bye. Easter.